Just a quick note before we start today's podcast, I want to let you know about a new association just for beer industry financial professionals. It's called the Beer Business Finance Association, and I invite you to check it out at bbfassociation.org. In the association, you're going to belong to a group of beer industry financial professionals all facing similar challenges. Our association is a place for us to come together, network, share best practices, and solve business problems. With your membership, you'll get access to our quarterly financial roundtable meetings, a library of on-demand financial training courses, and a direct line to me to ask questions and get answers. So if you're looking to improve financial results in your business, there's no better time than today to become a member. Go to bbfassociation.org to learn more. Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. Today on the podcast, we hear from Michael Varda from Craft Beer Advisory Services. They are the first and only full-service market research firm exclusively dedicated to the craft beer industry. Michael provides custom insights on beer drinker behavior, tells you why customers come and what makes them stay, and in the case they go somewhere else, they can figure that out too. So their research is customizable, so you can dial in on the current challenges facing your brewery. So Michael and I dig into a number of data points, really information that you can use to implement action items to increase sales or customer visits to your taproom. So for now, please enjoy this conversation with Michael Varda from Craft Beer Advisory Services. Hey, Michael, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Gary. It's good to be back for, for round two, hopefully round two of many. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So for folks who didn't listen to round one, why don't you tell them a bit about you and what you do in the beer industry? Yeah, absolutely. So a little over a year and a half ago now, I founded my company, Craft Beer Advisory Services, and we are the industry's first market research firm exclusively dedicated to craft beer. Uh, at its core, we turn customer feedback into intelligent business decisions, whether that's menu tweaks, the types of entertainment that you offer, uh, marketing, branding, everything in there, uh, offering the data-backed solutions to help improve your bottom line. Mm, I love that. I love it. So you and I got the chance to meet in person. We've been doing the virtual thing for a while now, as, as many have, but we got to meet in person recently at the New Hampshire Craft Brewers Conference, and you gave a talk about craft beer consumer personas, which I thought was a very interesting. And I also think the title is very interesting. Why don't you give us the highlights of your talk? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was great to meet you there at that conference. I before talking about the talk real quick, when I was in the room of a bunch of people, I was just looking for some cool guy with like a Patagonia shirt on. I figured that's what you'd be rocking. So <laughs> uh, it turned out to be pretty accurate. That's that's uh, what I'll go with. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I don't know about the cool guy part, but the, yeah, I do have a Patagonia <laughs> pullover. <laughs> yeah. So highlights of our, our talk, craft beer consumer personas. 
uh, we pulled data from 2021 customer reviews and looked at what motivated return visits to go back to breweries and sorted that into six different personas, understanding what motivates one person over another and personas to rattle them off real quickly. Number one, the largest persona category is social gatherers. Those are the people who are going to the brewery to talk with their friends, talk with employees, just have that good social outing. Uh, number two was foodies. That is the uh, probably most self-explanatory one there. They go for the food and uh, secondarily beer selection and things like that. Uh, number three persona is beer geeks. That's one that I was anticipating to be a little bit higher than number three. Um, expected just within craft breweries and maybe this is a bias of our own closeness to the industry. Um, expected there to be more beer geeks than there are, but that's only about 25% of the craft beer consumer base and then uh, rounding out four, five, and six are locals, the people who are coming in regularly, number five, families, and number six, your traveling or tourist visitors. It's not to say that, uh, you know, depending on where you're at, that might not be the order for your brewery, but at a high level uh, with the data sets, those are the personas that we were able to pull out. Mm, I think that's awesome. So you kind of segment the market into these groups and then you you establish the relative size within each group and and then you can kind of maybe target depending on the appropriateness of of what your your marketing strategy is uh those groups that come in. So I think that's that's really cool. So how do you so that's maybe one way to think about it, but so the data that you gather um how do you kind of suggest people can use this really to make improvements in their business, either grow sales or increase traffic and things like that? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that the first thing to answering that is really understanding who is in your tap room. And that's going to vary based on whether you're rural or urban, or uh, perhaps you are, you know, I had a conversation with twin barns and they're up by Lake Winnipesaukee and they get a heavy tourist crowd. Understanding who exactly is filling the seats in your tap room and then marketing to them. Uh, so not just shooting in the dark with, oh, we're going to do this or that, but you know, maybe if you know there are more families coming in on the weekend and you know that, that's when your specials should be for maybe a food and beer pairing, those types of insights where we know social gatherers are coming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and they're going to want something to keep them there that's beyond just a sandwich or a beer. That's when you're going to have live music. That's when you're going to have trivia. And one thing that's really overlooked, Carrie, and I know that we touched on this a little bit in round one, but uh, brewery tours. Uh, people love their brewery tours that particularly markets well to the beer geeks because they love understanding how it's made, uh, but also the social gatherers, that largest group, because it gives them an activity to do while they're at the brewery. They're not just going to sit there and drink and talk or whatever. It's something to get them out of their seat. It's something to extend that visit. Um, so getting a hold on what those particular personas are after when they're coming, whether that's day of week or season, and then really using that information to create a, a dynamic marketing strategy, a dynamic schedule of events to make sure that when those people are there, 
or when they're likely to come, you're prepared. Mm, I love that dynamic marketing strategy. Wow. I'm on the edge of my seat on that one. I'm writing that down. You know, I think it's interesting too, because when the traditional business uh, advice is like you start a business and you define who your avatar is, right? Who is your ideal customer, right? And so we can define that all we want, but ultimately the people that are coming in and coming that those are our ideal customers. So, you know, to be able to really kind of break them into these categories, identify which categories are coming in and then create a dynamic marketing strategy to uh, to go after. Them. And, and I like what you said too, because you said, so this way you're not just shooting in the dark. Because honestly, I think for many folks listening to this, um, if you're running a tap room, running a brewery or both, you know, marketing does feel like shooting in the dark, does it not? I mean, you're just sort of putting posts out there and hoping, you know, it brings customers in. Yeah, it's, I think, one of the more underserved parts of the industry, especially with how rapidly the industry has grown. And, you know, still 9,000 breweries and counting, more in planning, while the actual market share of craft beer and the larger beer industry has stayed stagnant now for, you know, say one, two, three years. It hasn't changed a whole lot. And the space is becoming more crowded. Everybody's continuing to fight for a larger piece of a pie, but the pie is not getting any bigger. So understanding who that customer is, what's going to draw them into your door, uh, it's going to be more important really than ever. Because that that whole idea of make it and they will come, uh, maybe five, six, seven years ago, uh, but I, I truly believe that that's no longer going to be enough as we continue on to you know mid twenty twenties and and further. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, talk to us a bit about how you gather your information. I mean, data is so important, and there's so much of it out there, but you know it's all over the place. It's all spread out. What's your process, your method for gathering it and organizing it into something that people can actually use and do something with? Yeah, it's a great question. And there are three pillars to our our data process. And I'll start with pillar one because that's the most, most in-depth. Pillar one is using what's already out there. Uh, and what I mean by that is looking at Google reviews and Yelp reviews, TripAdvisor a little bit less so than, you know, maybe a couple of years ago. And using web tools to scrape that information. And after that information is scraped, I have a, a big messy Excel sheet that I could share the screen and pop up. And once I have all of those reviews on my screen, using a suite of different artificial intelligence tools to start tagging those reviews. So it's not just, you know, Carrie went to uh, Backyard Brewing to give a shout out to the New Hampshire uh, conference. Carrie had a five-star experience and he had the lawnmower, logger, whatever. We're looking at, okay, mail, logger, day uh, of visit, season of visit. And when you have all this information here, then you're starting to be able to pull out trends of uh, males are most likely to order XYZ beers. Uh, women are most likely to order XYZ foods. And that's where you start to pull out and understand uh, what's really going on with that massive amount of data. And, you know, it's messy, right? Like the idea of reviews. And one of the largest things that I hear from, from breweries when I tell them my process is, oh, well, we know we're 4.7 stars out of five on Google. And, you know, our best beer is this. Like, that's great. 
that you understand that and that you're aware of that and you keep an eye on it. But there's more beneath that top layer because you can start to look at seasonality of things. What When are people mentioning this beer? When are people mentioning this food? And that's to kind of tie back to this idea of dynamic marketing strategy. Your marketing strategy is going to change. Your content is going to change and it should change year over year, season over season, perhaps even week to week. So that's pillar number one with the online scraping and then tagging of uh, reviews to really pull out each and every element of somebody's visit. Uh, pillar number two is direct to consumer surveying. We partner with a panel company where uh, one of their population identifiers is craft beer drinker. So we are able to target craft beer drinkers across the United States, ask them questions, not only about uh, on-premise behavior, but also off-premise. What's gonna motivate you to pick beer A over beer B when you go to the grocery store and you're doing your beer to go purchase? And that's where I think for, for 2023 is really exciting for our company because for the longest time, uh, the better part of our existence, it's been very focused on on-premise. We're just now expanding into that off-premise sort of research with the direct-to-consumer surveys. And then the third pillar, wrapping it up here, focus group interviews. Um, and this is going to be, you know, for the work that we're doing in 2023, very generationally focused. And one thing that was a question from the New Hampshire presentation is talking about that new customer, that Gen Z, age 21, 22, 23, where are they taking in information? What's going to make them want to try craft beer? And so having some focus group interviews with some very, very specific demographics to start to understand you know, what, uh, how breweries can reach those new customers. Mm, I love that. So you do the data scraping so that they don't have to. You got it. You got it. Because <laughs> if I've learned anything, Carrie, I started my presentation with a, a show of hands. I said, raise your hand if you have five people at your brewery dedicated to marketing, no hands. Four people, no hands. Three people, maybe one hand. Two people, a couple hands. One person, most hands. And then uh, after that, I started the presentation, but I was interrupted by a gentleman in the crowd. And he said, what about zero? And that got some collective laughs. So yeah, you're exactly right. That uh, you know, our, our goal is to be that strategic partner so you don't have to. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So we're recording here in early 2023, 22s in the books. And, you know, you've got a lot, you've looked at a lot of data. So what, based on what you're looking at, is there anything surprising, uh, anything stand out or anything you'd like to highlight for folks? Yeah. One thing that's been really interesting as you know, we're getting through the data for 2022, comparing it to 21 and 2021 I'm going to pull up this report very quickly so I give you the exact percentage. We had 75% of reviews being positive in 2021. And in 2022, we saw that number go up to 79% positive. And yeah, that's really interesting to me. And we could probably have a conversation for an hour just on that statistic alone. Um, but thinking about what that means, the needle moving in the more positive direction for breweries, that's good news because all that we've heard, uh, at least in the last, say, three to six months, is inflation, rising costs, 
and you know maybe 2023 is going to be a bad year for breweries but at least from the customer perspective across the last year a slightly more positive group and i think that that's a, that's a win you know, you have the balance of 2021 being that covid reopening phase maybe there were some bumps in the road operations wise for breweries and maybe some of those kinks were you know, started to be rubbed out in 2022. I think that's one hypothesis that, you know, we look forward to investigating more. Um, but in general, I, I think that that's uh, a really, really great thing for breweries, even though it's just 4% different. Um, that slight move of the needle to that positive lens, big, big win, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So on, you know, we we were kind of joking about the sports analogy with hockey, right? Like in hockey, they say skate to where the puck is going, not to where the where the puck is right now. So if we sort of take that analogy to the beer industry, you know, where where do you what are the trends that you're seeing, and you know, where is that beer puck heading? Yeah, it's a, a great question, and I I truly believe that that puck is headed towards the non-beer space and what i mean by non-beer space i'm going to say non-alcoholic beer space alternative drink at the brewery space and whether it be health reasons you know we just came out of dry january it's always a difficult season Um, but you see more non-alcoholic options popping up than ever uh, almost everybody's got one. You know, I shouldn't say almost everybody's got one, but you know, more more popular, rising in popularity, and wine and cider and seltzers. Those are things that breweries are going to need to at least have on the menu in order to maintain uh, your entire total addressable market. Because if you're only making a specific type of beer, you're already closing that funnel of who a potential customer can be. And with that, you know, 9,000 and rising, craft beer's share of the beer industry stagnating a little bit, that's going to be important where you can't afford to isolate anybody else. And one one quick other thing, I uh, about a month ago, I was at a brewery in Winchester, Virginia, uh, Winchester Brew Works, and I had two flights, and it wasn't necessarily the largest beer list, and had just about everything on their menu. It was a really, really great time. Good beers. The thing that I noticed on my way out is they actually had Athletic Brewing Company beer in their fridge available for purchase, and that was the first time that I had seen that, where you have a brewery actually selling another brewery's beer. But because of that, you know, you then open yourself up to people who can't necessarily drink alcohol. They don't make it themselves, of course, but uh, you're just having that option available in the fridge where somebody can enjoy that. That's an easy win. Interesting. Yeah. So a diversified portfolio, a little something for everyone um, expanding. That's interesting that that's a trend. I mean, I think people sort of get the sense that... Um, that's necessary. So if maybe a you know a couple is coming in and one drinks beer and the other doesn't, uh, it's not likely that that couple is going to come back if there's not other offerings. So really, you know, having a diversified portfolio, the non-alc is very interesting. I know it's a really small percentage of the total, but it's nice to have as an offering too. Because if you go in and it's like your only non-alc option is maybe 
I don't know, a soda or a seltzer, that, that's fine, you know, a non-alcoholic seltzer. But to be able to provide something that's more in keeping of the spirit of a brewery, that's that's interesting too, even if you don't make it there, right? Because it, it can be complicated. Yeah. One other thing to touch on here before we transition, it's when we think about those personas that we touched on in the beginning, one part of that presentation is envisioning your competitors. So sticking with the largest group of craft beer, uh, brewery goers, social gatherers, if what they're after and their primary motivation is to go and have just a fun social experience, you're also facing so much more competition than just breweries. You're facing competition from local pubs, restaurants, you know, bowling alleys, you know, movie theaters, whatever it might be. Um, and that's just something to keep in mind. If that's the largest segment and they're not coming because of a specific beer, having that diversified portfolio, all the more important so they can get something that they're going to like. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's talk about, I mean, you have a number of research reports uh, that are on your site. Maybe give folks kind of an overview of the primary types of research that you have, that you do, and how people can get access to those. Yeah, absolutely. So all the work that we produced uh, with 2021 data is totally free, available to everyone. It will forever be like that. Um, and what those reports are, there are two main ones. Uh, I'll start with the persona report because that's kind of what we touched on uh, in the beginning. It doesn't need as much of an explanation, but that's taking a look at uh, the types of people that are attending your brewery, what motivates them to come back, and equally important, what happens where they never, ever, ever want to come back. So that one is very, very focused on the people. And the other study that's available is just a larger consumer motivation report where rather than being the focus on the people, the focus is on the venue. The focus is on the brewery of what they can offer and the types of things that uh, you know, can potentially go wrong that would make people avoid your, your brewery. And it's, it's an interesting dichotomy there because it's the same data set, but looked at in two very different ways where one, we're really focusing on what breweries can do in terms of offerings, in terms of marketing. And then the other one is looking at the people and how you can reach those people, what's going to resonate with those people. Mm. That's all accessible on our on our website. Uh, it's craftbeeradvisoryservices.com. Click the tab for prior research. You punch in your email and that report will be to you in 48 hours or less. Very, very cool. And it's all free. So check it out. No reason not to. And we'll, I'll link to that so people can get there directly and, and, and download it. So last time we talked a bit about a report that you're putting together on the top tap rooms in 2022. Maybe tell us a little bit about that and maybe any early findings and when you might expect that report to be out. Yeah, absolutely. It's really exciting uh, to have all the data. The data is done. Um, I'm not going to reveal anything right now because we're still writing up the the piece for it. Uh, the only thing that I would say is if you're a brewery in Mississippi, uh, there is good news coming to, to you shortly. Uh, that's going to be released probably uh, early March timeframe as we round up everything. But so if you uh, are unfamiliar with it, what we did was for all of the data scraping that we did, for 2022 reviews from January 1st to December 31st, 
we downloaded it, we scraped it, we used machine learning and artificial intelligence again to rate the reviews based on their sentiment. So it's not me going through and saying this is a nine out of a 10 or an eight out of a 10. It is uh, a machine that is analyzing the text and all these reviews and then assigning brewery scores uh, based on that. So we are putting together that list of what, what is going to be a top 50 list of top tap rooms based on customer service, based on customer experience. Uh, so yeah, that's stay tuned for early spring. That'll be out soon. That's exciting. I love it. Can't wait to see it. So tell us a little bit more about your research membership. I know that's something that you offer. How, how does that work and why might it be valuable for breweries to check it out? Yeah. So if anything from our conversation today is, is resonating to, to the listeners, the membership is what ties everything that we're talking about together. It's a schedule of four quarterly research reports. We do the consumer motivation, consumer personas, and then two direct-to-consumer surveys where the breweries actually get to ask the questions. Uh, we have quarterly working groups where we're going to be taking a look at uh, you know, attracting new customers, things along those lines, whether it's focus groups with uh, actual beer drinkers or industry experts, things along those lines. So if you're looking for some sort of strategic pillar, strategic backbone to your marketing, uh, where you know maybe you're understaffed or just trying to get in touch with that customer and understand who that customer is, uh, this type of product is, is certainly something that I'd love to chat with you all about. Um, you're really, really excited to have the breweries that we have uh, signed on already. We'll be taking you know anybody that's interested throughout the year because all of our content is going to be recorded. So whether you join in June or you join in January, uh, a little late to do that in January at the time of recording, but you will have access to the entire body of research that we're putting out in 2023. Mm, that's awesome. Well, Michael, we've covered a lot of ground here, a lot of great information. Uh, if people want to learn more about what you do, maybe get in touch with you directly, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so best way to do that is head to the website. It's www.craftbeeradvisoryservices.com. You'll see links and tabs to everything that Carrie and I have talked about today. Uh, we are also active on Instagram and on LinkedIn. So, and you can also reach out directly to me as well. My email is very simple, michael at craftbeeradvisoryservices.com. Awesome. Michael, thanks so much for the time and the information. Awesome. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.